1: Uh, world traveler that he is and rock and roll phenom. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, Joe's also a rock and roll phenom. Uh, I, I spent the night watching Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, you know, a bit of a letdown compared to these guys. But we'll get to that a little later. Uh, watching some of the classics of rock and roll around the country. Uh, but we are on the verge of uh, getting underway, the World Series of Poker. And uh, I guess they've worked out all the COVID items uh, maybe later in the show, I, I'm sure people have some questions. They're not really clear on what they have to do. As far as do you wear a mask? Do you have to be vaccinated? This and that. Uh, the answer is no and yes. Uh, you got to have a mask when you're not at the table, but once you get to the felt, you uh, you can take it off. So, um, you know that's not going to get in your way of some deep thinking if you want a razor call or fold, but uh, as it turns out, um, we'll maybe mention a few of those uh, questions that are on their website, and if you haven't had a chance to look that up and you want to know what's going on, we'll get to that as well. Uh, well, Poker Go is going to show a good bit of action from the tournament, 25 bracelet events they're they're going to cover. They've made the decision that they will pick up the broadcast when there are five players left at the final table, so uh, look forward to that. We will run down some of the schedule of the Poker Go events. You can uh, pick a Poker Go for a very reasonable price, uh, normally $99 for the entire year. Uh, you can also uh, get $20 off a couple of different ways. We'll mention those to you as well so you can have a good time. But uh, we'll talk World Series of Poker. There's lots of news around the World Series as well, so we'll get to some of that as well. And uh, maybe spend a good uh, late part of the program talking rock and roll. So, uh We'll get to that on the show tonight. Joe, uh, thanks as usual for uh, being with us. I know that uh, you were local and uh, Joe Costello was out of town, but uh, I, I don't want to give t- too much of that away right at this point. But uh, uh, it's good to hear that you're still young at heart.
0: <laughs> Even though I turned a year older yesterday. Is that what Yeah, yesterday
1: saying? was your birthday. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know. Do we want to give numbers?
0: oh i don't have a problem with that as a matter of fact uh if you guys had facebook you'd have laughed today everybody was laughing at my my seven-year-old grandson wrote my christmas card to me and it said hey papa i know that you're turning 62 he goes but the good thing is you're still alive i love you carlo
2: <laughs> that's so cute i agree by the way joe i'm glad you're still alive
0: there you go. There you Happy go. birthday, so, by the way. Uh, I, was, I was laughing so hard. I said, I, I, my wife posted, I said, you know, keeping it real. My grandson keeping it real. So uh, that was funny. Uh, My my daughter says, I I couldn't have him change that, Daddy. And I was like, no, I'm glad you didn't. So, uh, (laughs) but that's how my my celebration started in the morning. So, but it was a great day. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Enjoyed the beach. My middle daughter was singing at uh, Riptide on, uh, you know, in uh, Hollywood Beach. And... um, like I said, we capped it off. I'll wait till you announce it later, but we capped it off with say, a bucket lister for me uh, as a performer and, and, and everything. So uh, it was a great, great day. So Super. thanks.
1: Super. Uh, let's get to some poker. Uh, there's lots of little news stories. I don't know if I should save them or not, or just because they won't take long. I'll, I guess I'll fit them in at the top that I found very interesting. And uh, one is uh, – Not really poker. It's sports betting related, and I don't know if once things get started down here at the Seminole Hard Rock and other paramutuals down here in South Florida, if we'll talk a little more sports betting. But both Joe and I are, uh, you know, have followed gambling our entire careers: sports betting, poker, uh, slots, whatever. But uh, there was a story about the uh, opening week of this, or actually, it was this this past weekend, where they, if you sign up uh, at BetMGM. You get a $25 free bet. And this fellow worked on and worked his bet on a 16 team parlay. That's picking the winner of every game. Uh, there's obviously odds. You don't have to beat the point spread. You just have to pick the winner. Well, he started off the week on Thursday and he uh, took the Washington uh, football team. And uh, that went down to the final kick uh, for Washington to try to win the game. The field goal kicker missed the field goal, apparently giving the win to the Giants, but hold it right there. The guy in the center of the line jumped offside. They gave him a second try, and the kicker made it. So Washington won the game. So now his bet is still alive. He goes through Sunday, and he's 15 for 15, headed into
3: the Monday night game.
1: Or headed into uh, the—I guess this was last week, not this week. But anyway, uh, he went into the final game, which was the Packers and the Lions, and he had the Lions. Oh. oh, oh. So uh, you know, he would, he, it was like a four hundred to one shot, of, uh, you know, four hundred plus four hundred, which is forty to one, actually. So that made his bet possible that if he hit that game, he would have won seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Well, we know what happened. The Packers destroyed the Lions, so he didn't have a chance. But BetMGM, and this is crazy, and I don't know if this is a good lesson for everybody in South Florida, they have a, a, a clause where you can buy out before the final game and take a reduced payout, which would have been around 140000 Well, he didn't take it. He was going for the big money, figured I'm hit 15 in a row. I can hit one more. And, of course, he lost, but they paid him. Can you believe that? They paid him the buyout number
0: even though he didn't want
1: it even even though he didn't win he didn't he didn't take the bet he lost so he should have got nothing but they paid him $133,000 i think is what they ended up paying him which would have been the buyout price he could if he would have taken it so great publicity for them i don't business wise i guess they can afford it
0: well look at it this way we're a we're a small, we're a small show that's been on for a long time yeah. and we're practically leading off with that story.
1: Yeah, so, well, it's so interesting. And yeah, here you we know, are, so
0: Great publicity. That publicity is worth millions for them.
1: Well, not on this show, but, millions
0: but hey. For them. Because <laughs> think about it as a gambler, you know, you and I, like you mentioned, we've gambled for many, many years. If I had a choice to make, well, why not with the person who took care of somebody that they didn't have to you know, just out of, you know, supposedly the goodness of their heart.
1: So. Yeah, it's it's a one-time loss, and they don't have to do it again. But uh, incredible publicity for them, and you know, some of the things I'm looking forward to. I've I've seen sports books pay out bets occasionally when uh, something really bizarre and unexpected happened. Maybe maybe even a bad call by one of the officials that cost somebody a big payout. But uh... oh. go ahead, Joe.
0: What I was going to say is, this was a promotional stunt anyway, wasn't it, with the $25? Yeah, yeah. So, look at that payout for that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, uh, um, you know, granted, it is a wonderful thing that they've done, but someone, in my opinion, was very smart (laughs) for MGM, said, hey, win, lose, or draw, this guy's getting paid at least a buyout number.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But those are oh, the so interesting things story. we're going we're gonna to see close up uh, definitely over the next few years. A couple of notes I want to mention, just quick things. You remember the story I told maybe about three, four weeks ago about the poker player that got thrown out of uh, the Borgata for making a comment to someone on the staff that, uh, you know, what would happen if he jumped out the window? Kind of a suicide uh, joke. He was just joking, but he said, if I get a bad beat and I want to jump out the window, what would happen, or something like that. And it, anyway, uh, they followed up on it, went to his room, and threw him out of the hotel. Uh, that was when they asked, the reason he said it was, they asked him if he would like a room on a lower floor or a higher floor. And so his joke was actually, if I had to jump from a low floor window, would I make it? <laughs> and they were begging him, oh, don't jump, don't jump. So they came in and they banned him. So he sued the Borgata for $1.25 million. Uh, well, they did make a settlement. Uh, he uh, dropped the lawsuit. But I guess he uh, made a couple hundred thousand on, on the deal, which is uh, pretty smart in my opinion.
0: I agree. I agree. I mean, I understand we live living in a different world nowadays, but, you know, I I think I don't know about you, but as soon as you said it, I know I would have taken it as as a joke, you know. Yeah, of course, of course. So, um,
1: but he got a I lifetime don't. ban, and and uh, he said it cost him about two thousand dollars in hotel co- or hospital costs when he when he uh, had to go get an evaluation, psychic psych, psychic evaluation, psychiatric evaluation, I should say. And uh, so he said he would have, he lost over $85,000 a year that he would have won in poker. So that's another big joke right there, probably. (laughs) Anyway, his name name is Scott Robbins. He made a nice payoff and uh, probably sets a bad uh, precedent for them. So we'll see what happens coming out of that. Uh, One other thing I wanted to mention, uh, let's see, where is it here? Uh, Well, we'll get to a comment later on a story called uh, Eight things poker players should bring to the WSOP and two things you definitely shouldn't. So I'll get to that one a little bit later. Uh, Let's see, I think that is it for right now. And then we'll get to our uh, strategy session. We'll talk a little uh, super high roller bowl, which got underway this afternoon. They're some of the top players in the world. Uh, I think 24 players going at it. Uh, They had the list of uh, six uh, at each table, and that is on Poker Go right now. So you check that out. Guys like Steven Chidwick and Alex Foxen, David Peters, uh, all the big names. So if that's the kind of poker you like to watch with some of the recognizable big names that you want to see how they play, that is on Poker Go. And, of course, you'll be able to watch – Final tables, 25 bracelet events, and extensive coverage on the on the main event, which starts on November 4th. So, Thursday, September 30th, the first day, and uh, we'll take a good look at the schedule uh, of what's coming. I know you've been perusing that, Joe, to decide what you want to watch on TV. But uh, hey, nothing wrong with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you know me. I'm gonna scour those those. <laughs> <laughs> Those tournaments to find out, but like you said at the beginning of the show, they're gonna they're gonna pick up uh, with five people left on the final tables. Yes, yes. That's something that I might be interested in watching. Uh, I don't really care what tournament it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, when will they start telecasting that? Is I think right the first away.
3: one.
1: The first one is October the fourth. Uh, I do have the schedule here for uh, what they're going to show. They're going to start on the 4th of October with, uh, let's see, what event is first? The uh, 25k no limit hold'em high roller. Then two days later, they're going to cut to the $600 buy-in deep stack, no limit deep stack. Uh, there'll be a heads-up uh, final that they're going to show, which I guess will be the final four. Uh, then there will be the freeze-out. The 10K Limit Hold'em Championship and Seven Card Stud Championship following that. It's pretty much almost every – and it's not every day. Uh, They occasionally take a day off, but it's either every day or every other day that you'll be able to watch some of this stuff. So um, if you're a big fan of the World Series of Poker, I I suggest uh, buying into that. They do have a couple of ways. Card Player is uh, one of the ways you can put that code in, all caps, Card Player, one word. And you get $20 off, so it's only $79 for the whole year. Um, It's pretty
0: cool. Very nice, very nice.
1: We'll keep an eye on that.
0: Okay. Um, I know that. I just realized that my my youngest daughter is going to be out there for her birthday. Oh, cool. Um, So maybe she can get us some information while she's out there.
1: Oh, here's the other thing I wanted to mention. We talked about the lack of dealers, and we heard some stuff about maybe... Uh, Different hotels, especially Caesars, uh, sparing some of their employees uh, from other facilities so that they could work the series. I don't know if they're forced to do that, but it was announced uh, earlier in the week that the Flamingo and Bally's will both close their poker rooms during the World Series of Poker (coughs) from September 26th through November 26th
0: probably to allow their workers to work the
1: series. Yeah, that's the main thing. But uh, obviously, unless you're going to go full force with a lot of big tournaments, and obviously you know the cost in that, Joe, and all the preparation it takes, Uh, why try to compete? I mean, obviously you'll give it a few people from your hotel that will play in your room, but uh, you're certainly not going to be packed. And uh, Flamingo and valleys, two of the smaller rooms that were left there. You know, obviously uh, Planet Hollywood is closed now and uh
0: yeah i can't believe they closed their room down planet hollywood
1: yeah they were one of the bigger ones out there and they always had a a great great
0: series i really enjoyed playing poker there even though i took some of the worst beats (laughs) that i've ever taken there is that right really but i really enjoyed playing there at planet hollywood so um have they mentioned anything dave i know you've been keeping track of that i've just been so busy at work um with what they intend, you know, what they intend to have for dealers. Uh, No, I think, I think plan if something, if an outbreak occurs,
1: well, Um, I, you know, obviously they can cancel tournaments. They can, uh, limit the size of tournaments. Uh, there's a lot of things they could do. I'm sure they have plans, but they're just hoping they don't have to implement them. I think is the, basically their, their outlook right now.
0: and, And let me tell you something. Um, Ever since that thing in new jersey with uh when they found the guy who was counterfeit chips remember yeah um you know and the breakdown I don't know if the uh Nevada gaming commission or you know um the w s o p uh, have stipulated something if if a tournament does you know um, if does get cancelled midway through uh Due to you know these situations um how the breakdown is going to be if it's going to be equal if it's going to be uh you know proportional to the chips you have yeah. Have they have you seen anything? Have they addressed that? in
1: And I, I have not. I have not. They've been keeping a pretty, uh, pretty mum about it uh, again. I don't think they want to jinx it by uh, mentioning it at a time. I don't know if that's why, but uh, certainly uh, they're, they're going to be ready. Uh, it's such a major operation. They've had plenty of time to prepare. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, they got to be ready. They got to be ready.
0: Well, too. listen, I'm I'm wishing them nothing but the best. I like, you know, I'd love for, obviously, the whole world to get back to some normalcy and 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 all of us, you know, not having to fear for our lives and our health, so, you know, when it comes to this. But, you know, I want to see poker, which for us is a big step, heading in that direction. So I think if this works out real well this year, you know it'll only get better next year depending on where we are in the world with this yeah absolutely
1: and hopefully you don't have to pay three dollars and fifty cents for a banana at the snack bar like this year (laughs) okay Thursday (laughs) (laughs) Thursday the uh, first day is the casino employees event Uh, that is a tradition to have that the poker dealers the poker staff usually uh, Thai English plays in that, uh, or Ty Stewart, I keep calling him Ty English, Ty Stewart, a few other people, Seth Polanski might play, who knows, but uh, uh, people that uh, actually the floor guys and everything get a chance to play and try to make some money. That is 11 a.m. this Thursday. Then they'll have a $25,000 horse tournament in the afternoon starting at three. Charity event uh, that night at six o'clock for COVID relief, COVID-19 relief. Uh, I don't know, what what is the buy-in for that? I'm curious, $1,000 buy-in. To raise some money for COVID-19 relief and then the big first main event uh, that I'm looking at is something called the reunion it will have three opening days Friday Saturday and Sunday uh, 10 a.m. each day five million dollar guaranteed prize pool for just a 500 dollars entry fee so uh, they'll be packing it in for that it sounds a little bit like the Colossus but uh, something a little bit different Uh, That all starts on Friday. Friday afternoon, there's the Omaha High Low 8 or Better. And uh, always wondering if our friends uh, Mark Perlman or uh, Michael Moed will be heading out there to play in that. They're experts at that game. Uh, There's a High Roller 8-handed on Saturday. Dealers Choice 6-handed on Sunday. And then they really swing into action on Monday with several tournaments as well. So we'll be following that along. The Millionaire Maker starts a week from Friday on October the 8th. Uh, that is a $1,500 buy in. Uh, there's actually two entry, two uh, opening days for that one. And the ladies, uh, it comes up on Monday, October the 11th. Uh, the seniors will be two days, uh, as we mentioned on an earlier show, that will be two opening days for the first time ever. And that's later in the month. Uh, let's see, I don't have the exact date on that. Oh, here it is uh, 27th Wednesday. And 28th thursday of october will be the two days for the seniors a thousand dollar buy-in on that one and there will be a colossus this year that starts later in the month october the 29th uh there are several just actually two opening days on that uh, the 28th and 29th so we'll be following all that along uh, i don't think we have the time or the uh, energy to uh, have a fantasy contest between us this year but uh, you think i guess the big question is Will Helmuth win a bracelet? Will Negranu win a bracelet? Those are the two big names that uh, people are wondering about. How about, will Phil Ivey win a bracelet?
0: Oh, that's a real good question. (laughs) He's he's back and playing in multiple tournaments this year, I would imagine, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. So we'll see. I don't think he's going to play a full schedule, but he said he would play a few. And, uh, you know, everybody would be super excited
0: if that happened, I think. Oh, yeah, I think so. He's the only one that really hasn't, you know, caught any any grief that I know of from the, uh, you know, from everything with the Internet. Right. With the online uh, sites. You remember? Because he came out right away blaming everybody but himself.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: For, for, you know, what was going on and, and everything. So, um, and I don't know about you, Dave, but haven't heard anything concerning you know the the, the allegations of cheating and uh, card edging and you know the advantages that he's had
1: well he uh, did he did reach a settlement but you know, I don't think you're ever gonna hear anything about uh, what that entailed
0: right but I, I don't know it's you know unlike uh, letterer and Ferguson you know how the people felt about them after what happened with the online site you know I, I don't seem to to see the same type of uh, feelings towards ivy you know with uh allegations of the yeah, genie and all I, of that i, don't I know guess because it, it wasn't involved with poker um i don't know what you're feeling on that
1: well you know i'm sure there's a lot of people that hate him and there's a lot of people that uh, were huge fans that will still be huge fans i always remember the couple that uh would come out every year and they had the buttons on their clothes uh picture of ivy and they were like the world's biggest fans and you know he, he was not always uh so friendly with a lot of people but i'm sure he uh pretty much took care of them uh, emotionally uh, as far as uh, you know being nice to them so uh i've been out there a couple of years when ivy was playing and uh you know, he's pretty much a stone face most of the time. Uh, people that have tried to interview him, he blows them off most of the time. Does not like a lot of attention or a lot of uh, publicity. And uh, now we see why.
0: Yeah, that could be it, definitely. Well, it'll be interesting. Uh, uh, what's what's your take on that? Think any one of the three is going to win a bracelet this year?
1: Uh, I don't think Helmuth will win one. We uh, obviously he has shown his uh, prowess in head to head play but uh I think he you know he makes too many gambles with lame hands and unless I think most people have figured him out by now
0: Who Phil Hellmuth? Yeah. Oh, I doubt that.
1: <laughs> I think the ground of it
0: won't enough to, to be able to change that up there, man. I don't don't question, how many many bracelets does he have now?
3: I think 15. There you go. 14 or 15, something like
0: that. That's the number that matters right there. Yeah. That's what he's figured out, how to win those bracelets. (laughs) So, um, I'm curious, though. You know, I don't know how large the fields are going to be. I was going to ask you on the show here today, uh, what do you think the field is going to be for the main event? Remember, we kind of always had a, a little discussion about
1: that before we yeah. start well I know that the record is a little over 8,000, eight thousand 8100 something like that uh, for many years they were doing about six thousand uh, I think you know it's hard to make a bet on that because of what may happen between now and six weeks from now with with uh you know problems with covid with uh, problems with dealers so uh, I don't think it's gonna be anywhere close to the record I would guess maybe five grand would be my if I had to make a guess.
0: Yeah, you know it's funny because I've I've had people at work ask me that question. That's why I wanted to ask you. And
3: I think I the excitement
0: said, is there. I think the excitement. What was p- last, I mean, the last time that they played, uh,
1: two thousand nineteen. I think it was a seventy three hundred something like that. It was right. good. It was good. And it the was... year
0: and the year that uh, Jamie Gold won. That the you know that was that was, that was like
1: well twelve million was the prize pool. I think it was eighty one hundred people something like that.
0: Eighty one hundred people, right? so yeah I, I i had my numbers a little mixed up i thought they were closer to eight thousand uh the last time that they they had it live but
3: yeah it's all
0: relative my 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 thought process was around what you said i said it'll probably get somewhere between five and fifty five hundred you know
1: yeah that would and
3: be
0: which, my guess. Which was where i was guessing yeah
1: exactly okay let's do a quick run through on things to bring i thought this was uh, kind of an interesting article of course obviously you have your own decisions to make and things that you will or will not do but uh uh let me find it here this is eight things poker players should definitely bring to the wsop and you may or may not agree with some of these but uh i wanted to run them down obviously you got to bring your protective face mask because you will have to wear them to get into the building, when you're out in the hallways, when you're walking around on a break, even when you're being moved to another table, you have to put your mask on. Uh, anytime you're away from the poker table for any reason while indoors, you have to wear a mask. Uh, doesn't say you have to have a nice, uh, nicely designed one. You could do one of those light blue uh, cheapos or whatever you want, but obviously you have to wear it. Uh, hand sanitizer, another no-brainer. Uh, bring a little small bottle and, uh, they will obviously have plenty of that around there, but, uh, certainly, uh, it's one of those things. Uh, number three on his list is a sweater or sweatshirt. You know, obviously it gets very cold in some of those rooms, Joe, you know, that better than anybody. Uh, I don't know what, what do you set your, um, your thermostat to in your poker room?
0: I wish I, I had control of that. um. <clears throat> It is set up depending on the time of day because, you know, how hot it gets down here. When we have the rain, it's a little different. It actually can be adjusted because our casinos is not as big as, as, you know, obviously the casinos out there in Vegas. But it's usually set somewhere around 70 um, at night. And then it, it could go as cold as 68, 67, uh, you know, in the summer and, you know, during those heat waves that we get down here.
1: Yeah, it's very cold in our break room at Dania. And I looked at the thermostat. It was set 68. Uh, But I have been in there before when someone had it all the way cranked down to 60.
0: It's freezing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I tell people it's funny because I get a ton of complaints when it's really cold in that poker room. Um, Our room, Dave, I don't know how it is at Dania, even though I worked there, was on tracks, you know, that, that kind of split the casino into little strips but I tell poker players, I go, listen, you. Uh, when was the last time you saw a poker tournament, Dave? That people in there weren't even, you know, wearing. Most of them were wearing hoodies or long sleeve shirts. You know, the uh, just because it's it's kept at a very cool temperature year round. It doesn't matter what time, you know, what what time of the year it is. Yeah. It's always kept like that. And I tell people there's a reason for that. You know, the casinos keep it like that because Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't get very tired when I'm, you know, kind of shivering and stuff like that. When it's warm outside and warm in your home, it's very easy for you to just kind of lull into a sleep and stuff. They don't want you getting tired in these casinos. Yeah, absolutely. There's a reason they pump fresh oxygen into them. Yep. on a consistent basis and, and
1: and now more than ever and that's uh, his comment here is that there's going to be extra ventilation in the rio that they've installed and uh they said you definitely need a sweater uh let's move on And uh, a small backpack he calls it a rucksack i never heard that before but uh you know, maybe uh, one of those things you put around your waist, what do they call it, The uh, fanny pack Yeah. Uh, to keep your uh, sanitizers and your face masks and uh, anything else you might want to bring. So you don't want an uh, oversized bag that's going to be in the way for people to step on, but that's certainly something you need. Uh, number five is a water bottle because uh, although the waitresses do bring water bottles around, sometimes it's hard to find one when you really need one. You should have your own water bottle at the table, maybe one of those nice metal ones that keeps it cold. Uh, a card protector, also of good use. You may not uh, use it at your local room because you think you don't need it, but you've got a lot of dealers that maybe aren't that experienced, especially this year, and when you have that uh, great hand, Pocket Kings, and uh, the dealer swoops up your hand because you didn't protect them, you're going to be sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and that happens. You know, It's just human nature. People make mistakes, and uh absolutely
1: dave yeah another one that makes a lot of sense that uh, maybe some people haven't thought about was some sort of battery pack i have this one that i use when i'm driving instacart because uh that app sucks the the power out of your phone but uh you charge it up ahead of time and this one's like a little flat blue one about the size of a cell phone and you just plug it in and it's very quick at at, uh, charging up your phone uh, a lot of people are, are walking around now not a lot of tables do have the uh, USB port underneath the rack the rim uh, but as in the past you see all kinds of people you know trying to beg for a charger or going over to the edge of the room and setting it down and leaving their phone on the floor where someone could step on it so take care of yourself ahead of time buy one of those it's like twenty five twenty twenty or twenty five dollars at uh, at uh, Walmart and uh, you know, it'd be well worth your while, but uh, you got to have your phone charged up, especially if you're one of those people that either listens to music or likes to watch a movie while you're playing, or maybe even play a open face Chinese game while you're at the table.
0: Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And you know, most people in these rooms, like you said, that you had, they, the tables are set up like that. Um, Experienced poker players, uh, Pretty much do this now, Dave, at least in the rooms down here. Well, things have gotten
1: better over time, not only by the rooms, but people being prepared. So it's uh, not as big a problem as it once was. But, you know, especially if you're used to playing online at home or uh, at your local room where they're already taking care of you, you may want to do that uh, because there are just thousands and thousands of people playing in these rooms at the same time. Uh, The last one is snacks now. Stuff that fits fits in your pocket. You don't want to bring a big, uh, you know, family-sized bag of chips or anything like that. But uh, you know, something that's healthy and uh, that you can snack on when you when your energy level gets down a little bit. And this will save you a lot of money, especially so you don't have to go to the snack bar and pay three dollars and fifty cents for a banana. <laughs>
0: Just the time away from the table, you know.
2: Yeah. And
3: beat
0: those lines too yeah. when there's a break and people are all, you know, mad rushing out there. That's that's a real good idea.
1: Uh things you two things you should leave at home he says, uh not bad advice. Uh I don't know if people will follow it, but either in your hotel room or that or uh in your you know, before you get on the flight. One is headphones. You may like to listen at the table and there's people that still do that, but uh you know, he says the atmosphere at the WSOP is is absolutely magic and something you want to get the full feel of. And he said being sociable at the poker table is a big part of the experience. And uh, who knows, maybe he says you get to meet one of the poker-playing celebrities like Matt Damon or Ray Romano.
0: Yeah, well, you know, what they're letting you know is uh, to, to take in the full experience. And with headphones on, obviously you're not tuned in hearing conversations, hearing things around you. So I've never played with them before. Have you?
1: No. Uh, the celebrities? Oh. No, absolutely No, not.
0: no. Well, I've had, listen, I've had... Oh, Steve or with Martin. headphones you're talking about. The headphones, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've had football celebrities sitting at my table. Uh, when I've been at the Bellagio, I've had... Uh, I remember Steve Martin was sitting right behind me.
3: Yeah, you told that story
0: before, yeah. So, you know... Um, uh, I just never want, you know, I've never put on headphones or anything to, to listen to anything. At my age, I'm more concerned about, you know, concentrating on the table and yeah, uh, absolutely. making sure I'm paying attention to all my opponents and yeah, everybody. Absolutely. So. absolutely.
1: And the last thing, which is probably the best tip of all here, is uh, uh, make sure that you leave a bad attitude at home. Uh, you know, you're going to get your bad beats, you're going to get your bad floor decisions. And it's okay to feel upset, he says, but uh, don't take it out on the people around you. It does nothing but make you look bad and make you miserable and make you play worse, uh, I think is, uh, is the bottom line. So uh, if, if you're in a bad mood, maybe that's the day that you go visit Red Rocks or uh, take a helicopter ride.
0: Yeah, well, listen, <laughs> I'd love to be able to tell people who I know have bad attitudes to try to change them i don't know if that's going to change uh overnight you know very your, true. Makeup, your makeup as a person it's going to be very difficult but that is great information for you to work on um you know, i've always told people if it gets you i've had i don't know how much you've seen Dave, but i've had people just lose their minds you know and others get to the get to tears you know because of like you said bad beats I told him, I said, listen, if, if you can't control these emotions, you know, you, you, you should be choosing something else to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is, this is no good for you. You, you, it, it's, you're never going to be able to dominate or, you know, to get yourself a, become a much better poker player when, when you're having these, uh, these issues. So, uh, it's great advice. Uh, just. I just wish he could let us know how you're able to take care of that, how you're able to do that. Put that, aside. <laughs> so, that, that would be very helpful new information right there, you know? Yeah, for sure.
1: For sure. Anyway, let's take a break here on the show. Those are things that you need to bring, things you don't need to bring. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe if you picked up one thing out of that, that you uh, hadn't really thought about, might be a good idea to uh, follow some of that advice. Uh, let's take a break here on the program. You're listening to Poker Action Line, which you can always find on Spotify or, uh, Uh, SoundCloud, uh, you can find us on um, Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you get your podcasts is the place to go. iTunes, different uh, places to uh, pick up the show. Uh, Hold'em Radio Network carries us on a regular basis, so check it out there as well. Uh, PokerFuse podcast page has a list of great podcasts and the latest shows posted, so you can always connect through there. Or uh, just go to our website, pokeractionline.com, and has some of the old shows uh, on an archive there or the current show. Usually you can get through right through a box on the front page. So uh, check us out. Uh, we'll be following the World Series of Poker and giving you the latest results and uh, some great stories on some of the goings-on out there. Uh, we hope you'll follow us throughout the series, and uh, we usually get our big numbers during the series and look forward to having doing that once again. Uh, We'll be back with more of the show when we return. Uh, A couple of strategy items and uh, a few other things when we return here. Uh, Stick around. Poker Action Line continues after these
2: messages. This is Poker Action Line.
3: Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year.
2: It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You going to finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) Sometimes, though. (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman. Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave
1: Lemon, Joe Rodriguez, and Joe Costello will bring in, in very shortly. Uh, But there's one tournament I wanted to mention that's kind of drawing a lot of uh, conversation from some of the uh, poker media, and that is a new event called the $1,000 Flip and Go. Now, I'm not completely sure on the rules of this one, but I know that uh, it's based on an online format that's uh, actually going to be played live. Uh, Now, I don't know if it's just one single hand, but uh, according to this uh, description, each player Will be all in pre-flop on the first hand They'll deal them three cards and hit they can select two one player will win the table and immediately fast forward into the money where the tournament will then play out under a traditional structure that's the description from the world series of poker so i don't know if that's it seems kind of weird that they would just do one hand to get to the money but uh uh it's possible that's what they're talking about what do you think joe
0: I'm sorry, Big Dave. I lost you there for a moment, and I, I, when I came back, want interrupt what I heard you say something about one hand.
1: Well, I'm not sure if it's one hand or not, but uh, let's see. Uh, players are talking some of the uh, poker media is talking about it. They said they'll think think it's a gimmick at the start uh, as they have only one flip to get into the money. So I guess it's just a single hand. Uh, buy in for a thousand dollars sit down to the table, you get three cards, you choose two, and then they'll flop the cards, and whoever wins the hand gets into the money and plays out the rest of the tournament in a regular format. Well,
0: then, this isn't poker, this is pure gambling. This is bingo. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh... (laughs) If I'm in the mood to gamble, yeah, I guess, you know, uh... I honestly don't know what to tell you about that. And yeah, and a, well, as a poker player, I, you know, I want—I, I like to like to earn my way in there, and you know, the competition and get in there and the excitement of that. If I don't believe I'm that good a poker player, it is a quick way to, you know to try to get to, to the money. Is that to the money or the final table?
1: The final, well, you're in the money if you win your table. And then uh, however many tables they have, we'll play it down in a normal way after that.
0: Wow. I, you know, something new. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I guess here's the best comment. Uh, Callum Grant says, losers will hate it. Those who cash will love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of us could say it any better than that.
1: So, yeah, so, Chad, yeah exactly our, our friend, it. our friend Chad Holloway says, "I think it will be well received, and scratch the degenerate itch that many players have. I expect more players will pluck down a thousand and take a chance."
0: Yeah, if you're there to gamble, you know you are in Vegas at that time. So, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it becomes a big hit. But for me, you know. They kind of enjoy this, the old-fashioned way of trying to... to, to I, I don't know how many
1: tables they will have to start out with, but I think the smart thing to do is not deal them all at the same time. Deal one hand by another and let people kind of roll around the room to see. That will make it a lot of screaming and shouting and excitement, I think.
0: Yeah, I believe so. That, <laughs> that sounds like a good idea.
1: Anyway, that's on October the 10th, so uh, and we'll look forward to uh, giving you a recap on that. Uh, we mentioned how many people in the main event, and uh, y- Yori Camp, a uh, young lady that I've met a few times at a few events, she says 8,500 is her prediction. Uh, wow. Chad, Chad Holloway says 7,000. Uh, Matthew Pitt is closer to what we said. He says 5,900. Callum Grant says uh, 9,125.
0: I don't think so. so- so some people are expecting the record to be shattered.
1: Yeah, the
3: exactly. Was
0: 8,100, you know, this young lady is picking 85 and the other gentleman is 9,000, uh, you know, they're expecting it to be shattered. Um, it possibly could because of the itch, Dave. You know, the numbers were trending in that direction for the last few years. Yeah. Now, I, maybe by the end of November, the excitement will build up you know, to something like that, uh, assuming that things go smoothly leading up to that. Um, but I think if they have any issues with, you know, not enough dealers, you know, uh, not being able to handle any type of crowds, I'm not sure if you're going to get those numbers by, by the final table, 10,000, you know, for the main event. So, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, I, I think if they get to 6,000, it's extremely successful. Um, you know, my initial response, like I said earlier in the show was between 5,000 and 5,500 people. Yeah, that's so. my guess too. Uh,
1: here's one of the other predictions. They asked the writers, what will 21, 2021 be the year of quotes? Uh, the S. camp says the year of remembering to put your mask on in the hallway. Uh, Ben, Ben Cundall says, uh, the year of one player winning four bracelets. That would be pretty wild. Uh, Chad Holloway says the year of the pros. He expects a lot of big name pros to get a lot of bracelets. But I'd agree with Will Schilbeier that this is going to be the year of the unknowns. I think we've seen it throughout the year. And uh, that would be my guess to see a lot of names that you've never heard before winning bracelets.
0: Uh, if I had to choose one of those, I, I would be going with you, Big Dave. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think it, it uh, you know, <clears throat> it'd be going with you. Um... Just because, again, <laughs> it's it's been very crazy. It's been very crazy for the last year and a half, two years. So, uh, I don't know how many top pros are winning these tournaments over the last few years.
1: Well, except for the small ones with twenty-five to thirty people, uh, the high rollers. Uh, I think you're you're seeing, you know, you're seeing unknowns in eight of the nine spots at a final table at a major event. At least that's my right. opinion from watch, looking at it closely, like I do.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and I should have based that also. Uh, taking aside the big buy-ins, like you said, the twenty-five thousand, the ten, you know, the the nosebleed section buy-ins, uh, where the fields are obviously, you know, star-studded with nothing but you know <laughs> top pros and uh, people who could actually afford that businessmen who could afford that. But in fields of two, three, four, five thousand. I, you know, you're lucky if you get one or two top pros over the course of these uh, month and a half of tournaments. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You mentioned uh, Daniel Negreanu, if you thought he would win a, a bracelet or not. I think he will. Uh, I just read an interesting story earlier today that he actually went eight years without winning a live poker tournament, a uh, major live poker tournament. That was uh, really surprising to me. Uh, you know, we saw the head-to-head against, Pol- and against uh, Hellmuth. Uh, but he won uh, last, uh, it was about two weeks ago at the Poker, I think I guess it was about a week ago, a little over, uh, at the Poker Masters uh, $10,000 event, picking up $178,000. And he also won uh, one event at the uh, Poker Go Cup for 700 grand so to this summer and that was right after in july uh, doug polk posted a video about how long it had been since he had won so uh supposedly the slump is over he's ready to go and uh, looking forward to this uh this series
0: well let me tell you he's always been one of my favorites so um if he wins a bracelet or two uh i'd be i'd be very happy as a fan of his uh what about our local boy here that we've uh, we've supported since, since we've been on the show?
1: I don't know if he's playing or not. He doesn't seem to. You know, he did play a little bit at the Hard Rock event, but I don't. I don't. I really don't see him traveling at this point. Uh, you know, with the two young children, and uh, you know, COVID still raging. Uh, I don't think his wife has been playing at all. And I, I don't think I don't think he has the desire. He's always wanted to be a family man, and uh, he's enjoying that life right now. And knows that if he were tempted to get back in the game, that that might uh, set him up. I think he'll wait till the kids are in high school, and then maybe uh, later in his life get back into the game.
0: Well, listen, whatever he does, like you said, we've we've uh, been big fans of his, his family. You know, enough wish Jason nothing but the best, and uh, you know. It's- It's a loss for us who are fans of the game and fans of his not to see him, you know, go out there and do do what he does best. So, um, but if that's what he does, if that's what he wants, you know, good for him. And uh, I know we wish him the best of luck.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Let's go to a quick uh, story I read about uh, from Upswing Poker, which is Doug Polk's uh, instructional website. I don't know how much he's involved in that anymore, but he, uh, I I like Polk. Uh, He's kind of cocky and uh, a lot of people dislike him, but I think he's very knowledgeable about the the game. Uh, He won the uh, tag team in 2016, I believe it was. And I got a chance to interview him and his uh, partner, Ryan Fee, when they after they won that tournament so i i have had a little bit of contact with him he was very nice and uh answered all the questions uh but he is a cocky sort and uh, a lot of people don't like him but he has an article on upswing poker that i want to go on real quick and see if he can give you any last second tips on how to improve your game now obviously if you're going out to the series you're probably not going to need this information but uh Let's go through it anyway. Uh, A lot of our fans are not going to the series. They'll be watching it on TV and trying to improve their game here at home. Uh, Tip number one, play fewer hands, play them aggressively. Uh, As he mentions that developing a solid pre-flop strategy is, is by far the easiest way to improve your game.
0: Uh, Absolutely. the, The game has changed to the point where you have to play it a lot more aggressive and guess what, you know, uh, being more selective, uh, it, to me, has always been a great idea. I've always tried to play my game that way, no, regardless whether it's a tournament or cash.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, he says that uh, the best way is to play tight, but when you play those hands, play them aggressively, whether it's a small pocket pair, uh, maybe suited connectors like seven six suited. Uh, He said, you know, if you play them all aggressively, then that disguises the strength of your hand. So uh, people won't know whether you have aces or uh, fives.
0: Well, you know, let's, this information that he's given you, you know, we, we've heard it, you know, written in different ways in the past, uh, which is to change up your style of play. And again, this is another way of changing it up by playing all your hands aggressively you're going to take advantage of that when you do have pocket aces that people say, Oh, this guy's just, you know, he's, he's playing a seven, six suited, like he's got aces. Um, but you know, if you're at the same table for a long time, Dave, you know, people catch on to what you're trying to do and they know that you don't always have, you know, a monster hand every time you play aggressively. So again, it, it, you want to change it up but to play every single hand aggressively i don't know i, I again i haven't gotten to that level yet so I, i'm just basing it off of my experience um i, I don't know I, to be okay. honest with you i don't think i i could play every single hand that way yeah i exactly. I'd, I'd want to disguise it so that maybe yeah, you
1: got to mix it up I'm gotta, weak, very so. true you got to mix it up for sure mm-hmm. uh tip t- Tip number two: Don't be the first player to limp into a pot. And he said that's a no-no. You can't win the pot. You can't win the pot before the flop, like you could if you raised. And you're also giving players behind you enticing odds, meaning that you'll face multiple players, and you're less likely to win the pot in in, in that in that manner.
0: Well, that's strategy that people have spoken about for many years about limping in, but you might have some of the top pros limping in, knowing that your opponents, I've done that many times, so so have a lot of other great players that I know. If I'm at a table with with overy, you know, other players that are have to act after me, Dave, uh, and I know they're very aggressive uh, consistently, well, guess what? You know, I'd love to limp in to, you know, get them to, um, you know, come after me, take a raise, and then, then you've got them in a, an area where now they've committed a certain percentage of their chips. And, you know, you, now, now you can push them like that. So uh, generally that is a very good idea. You don't want to limp into into, uh, into pots, but sometimes, you know, there, there's a reason for limping. So again, right, right. he's, 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 uh, you know, he's preaching the aggressive style of play. Well, he says
1: don't be the first one to limp in. He said if another player limps in, then sometimes it's okay to just call. Uh, Number three, Mm semi-bluff aggressively with your draws. He said the most effective way to bluff is to let the cards you have determine uh, if you're going to bluff or not. Uh, So uh, when you have those, uh, you know, gut shot straight draws and uh, flush draws, uh, play them aggressively. And he says... uh, You know, these are semi-bluffs that uh, you can uh, uh, bluff total nothing hands prior to the river, but he said that's really not advisable for the one situation. Uh, Tip number four, fast play your strong hands to build the pot and make more money. In other words, uh, you know, don't slow play those pocket aces. It's unlikely that you'll be outdrawn. And there aren't many scare cards, he says, to prevent you from getting paid on later streets. Number five, defend your big blind if you have the right hands. Of course, uh, that leaves everything wide open, but uh, you need to concentrate on four factors. The position of the raiser, the number of players still in the hand, the size of the raise and stack sizes. Very important to keep an eye on what people have. Uh, I can remember a tournament I got knocked out of when I had, uh, I think I had pocket aces and I ended up getting knocked out of the tournament because I didn't realize that the guy next to me who had just joined the table actually had me covered. And I, I thought I thought I could run him out of the hand, and he had a huge uh, pot. He had a huge uh, stack size, and ended up knocking me out of the event. But uh, you was,
0: had aces anyway.
1: I think so. I think that's what it was. And, well,
0: let me ask you something.
1: Well, I think I let him well, stay well, too long. You're right. I think that's what
3: you're going to yeah, ask.
0: I, I, I had. It's amazing that you mentioned this, but I had a gentleman playing at my room, an older gentleman, and he's telling me, "No, if I start a table with two hundred and I build it up to 12, 11, 1200, he goes. I have folded aces heads up, and I told him, "Well, then you shouldn't be playing poker." Yeah. I go because he's afraid he's going to get sucked out on. I go, you know, when you're heads up with aces against any two cards, you know, you're going to be a nine to one favorite for the most part, minimum. You know, I said if if you're not looking for that advantage, then then playing poker it's not for you. And he goes, "No, because he, he preferred limping into pots." So. That's my, my question to you, Dave. If you let him get in with pocket aces cheaply, well, that's on you. Yeah, but, exactly. But, you know, uh, I'm going to play those hands aggressively, um, especially if there were people in the pot. Is that, is that what happened with you?
1: Yeah, it was too long ago. I don't remember. I put it out of my mind, believe me.
0: Oh. <laughs> you know, there are times that people will i have limped in with aces hoping to build a big pot Uh, which meant that I've had to throw away a lot of pocket aces. Other times when, you know, um, when I've hit with those hands, I've won incredible amounts of money uh, because of the reputation that I had that every time I raised, I had a monster hand, you know, or I had a very strong hand. And so, again, changing it up for me, but you have to take into account, you know, the the risk reward,
3: <laughs> uh, of the
0: situation. Okay. If that flop comes with three hearts and you don't have the ace of hearts in your hand, it's very easy for you to throw them away. Or, or three consecutive running cards, you got a you know seven, eight, nine, and you let three or four people in there trying to build a pot. You know, you're you're probably a a very big underdog to win that pot. So, yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, yeah. Number number six, and this one's good. I, I like this one. And he says, if you're unsure, fold. He said, you know what the biggest difference between a bad player and a professional player? The good players can lay down a good hand like a top pair when they think they're beaten. Uh, so he says, uh, it sounds very simple, but obviously human nature is because we want to win. We're naturally curious. We're giving up our, chan- our chance to win a hand. If we fold, so we don't get to f- fulfill that curiosity. But he said the best thing to do is to fold if you're just if you're if you're on the fence. Uh, number seven, attack when your opponent shows weakness. Uh, this is uh, you know uh, number one a of uh, tips for people. And that's uh, when people do check their hands multiple times, uh, you know, to see if they have, uh, you know, a straight draw or a flush draw. Uh, they're showing weakness, and then a lot of times you need to, uh, to jump on that. When people call or uh, when people check uh, on a turn, and you, you, even if you had to have a poor hand, uh, if you raise, a lot of times they're going to fold.
0: Yeah, I, I agree to attack weakness at the table. It's always been my style, uh, whether I'm bluffing with it or, or do have a strong hand, I'm, I'm going to frustrate that player. So I, lo- I love that advice right there.
1: Tip number eight in a tournament, as you'll be playing in the World Series of, of Poker, uh, play solid poker early and don't worry about your survival. Uh, easy for him to say. He's got lots of money uh number nine only play if you feel like it and this is the point about if you're going on tilt if you're not uh feeling a hundred percent if you don't get a lot of sleep maybe it's best to stay away from the game that, that day uh you should just quit the session if you're in the middle of one and you feel that anger or fatigue building up you could save yourself a lot of money and uh, he says before i play a session i imagine going all in and losing my full stack on the very first hand He goes, if the thought of that possibility doesn't bother me, I know I'm ready to play my A game for a long session. But if going all in and losing one of my buy-ins in the first hand sounds unbearable, I reconsider playing.
0: That's pretty good. You know, like like you said, he's got a lot of money. I know that, you know, I've had to make that decision early on in a tournament. You know, am I going to risk all my chips? And um, when I was, you know, very green at this game, it was extremely hard sometimes uh, i was put to that test right and sometimes i folded other times i called and would mixed results so that's, yeah, that's absolutely. a great question
1: uh, last one number 10 and uh, i like this one as well only playing good games now that's uh, obvious you know you if you'd like to uh, you know the old line from uh, rounders uh, if you can't spot the the sucker at the table in your first half hour then you're the sucker uh, so he says always put yourself in good positions with a chance to win and that's common sense but he gives three good checklists uh things on a checklist for a good poker game one at least one player is limping regularly two there are many multi-way pots and re-raises are either very rare or very frequent so that's that's kind of an interesting way to look at it at these tables so check those out you can't always choose your table but if you can uh find the right one for you
0: all right. Sounds like good information there.
1: Okay. Uh, that's going to do it for us on the show. The uh, World Series of Poker will be underway next week when we come back and do our next show. Uh, we'll give you some results. Uh, the Super High Roller Bowl is underway starting today. Uh, it'll be over the next couple of days. The biggest players in the game buying with $50,000 buy-ins, $100,000 buy-ins, and even more uh, going at it. So we'll give you some of those results next week when we get to the series. Um hope you'll join us throughout the series and let us know uh, who you're pulling for. uh, If you're watching any of the poker go uh, final tables and uh, how you are enjoying that Uh, Joe, thank you for your help. Uh, We didn't get to the uh, rock and roll. Well, we ran out of time, but we'll talk about that next week for sure. When we get started next week on the show, Uh, thanks to everybody for joining us tonight. We hope you'll be with us throughout the series and look forward to Having you be on the other end of uh, your computer or your telephone, listen to us on Poker Action Line.
2: The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.